0: Laurie
1: Rubinson Sports Radio 101.9 FM The Fan WFAN Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports. Having fun with you here on The Fan. At 877-337-6666. Producing tonight, Mr. Connor Green. I will be with you for three hours. Until 2 a.m. And, boy, we have plenty to do. Starting with the Yankees and, I mean, I don't know. That, what did we just watch or listen to? 18 strikeouts. Luis Severino looks absolutely lost. And where are the Yankees as you approach the trade deadline What do you do? Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Brian Cashman has between now and then to figure out what his strategy is. Are you buying? Are you hoping to upgrade a little bit at the margins? Are you hoping the upgrades are getting Aaron Judge back? And Nestor Cortez and Jonathan Loaiz again, you're going to stick? are you selling 18 strikeouts and Aaron Boone and usually I am not one of these people who comes on and and just rips Aaron Boone and I understand Yankee fans often get frustrated with his post-game press press conferences and usually I always think well what do you really want him to say But for the love of God, man, what was Aaron Boone doing? The Yankees struck out 18 times. That's the most ever, tied for the most ever, tied for the most ever by the Yankees in a nine-inning game. They strike out 18 times, and Aaron Boone, it's like out of Saturday Night Live. I, I thought the Yankee fans wrote his script. He said, outside, I wrote these notes down. Aaron Boone said, outside of the strikeouts, outside of the 18 strikeouts, we built off last night, we had good at bats, we grinded it out. Are you kidding? Outside of the 18 strikeouts? That is like, you know, other other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like the play? Other than the 18 strikeouts, we built off last night and had good at-bats. What did you think of the at-bats from Giancarlo Stanton and Anthony Rizzo? Rizzo in particular, five strikeouts. Stanton, three strikeouts. You heard Justin Shackle between the two of them. They went one for nine with eight strikeouts. That's hard to do. And then poor Luis Severino, who I, I, he's one of those guys that's easy to root for just wears his heart on his sleeve, has had the injuries, tries really hard, has always cared about being a Yankee, wanted to stay a lifelong Yankee. All that mattered to him. And you watch him out there, and you heard Susan Waldman in the in the postgame show there saying, she spoke to Luis Severino, and he said, I feel like I am the worst pitcher in the league. Worst pitcher in the game right now. Worst pitcher in the game right now. He says, I'm healthy. I'm working hard. I'm open to suggestions. I feel like... Doesn't feel like he's helping the team. I feel like I'm the worst pitcher in the game right now. That's sad. Because... The talent and the stuff and all of that is there. But the command, he's just missing right over the plate and not fooling guys. And maybe if you, you know, you you think he looks better when they're facing the Royals. And then he faces a team like the young, athletic, talented well-coached Baltimore Orioles, first place Baltimore Orioles, and it's one, it's not soft contact, it's one hard-hit baseball after another. And you blink. And the game was over. First inning, Yankees are down 7 Nothing. And if Aaron Judge is on the bench and not playing, and I understand Yankees have to play the long game. They just signed this guy to a long-term contract, and you don't want to mess up this toe. He just got back. But if Aaron Judge is not in the lineup, this Yankee team, they're down 7 nothing in the first inning. The game's over without Aaron Judge in the lineup. That was a tough watch tonight so we got to talk about the yankees what should be their strategy are they going to yeah they do get nestor back they do get louise back they just got judge back do they make some upgrades around the margins upgrade left field a little if there's a bat you know, that can give you a professional at-bat consistently. Play better defense. Maybe upgrade the catching position offensively. And beyond that, sure, it's always good to add to the bullpen. Besides Loisaga, is there an arm out there with stuff that, you know, the Yankees who are good at this, a reclamation project kind of guy that they can figure out. Is there something like that? But they're going to have to give up some prospects to do that. Coming up, I'll tell you um, at about 1215, I'm I'm excited about this. I'm going to have a guest, Sam Dykstra from MLB pipeline. He specializes in prospects, minor league prospects. And He, you know, when we always talk about and you hear people citing when trades happen and they cite the rankings, prospect rankings, top 100 rankings, team rankings of prospects and all that sort of stuff. Well, Sam Dykstra does that sort of thing. And so we're going to have him on and talk about Mets prospects, Yankees prospects. We'll talk about the trades, the Max Scherzer trade. David Peterson trade, the prospects the Mets got back, and where do they now rank in terms of ballpark uh when when the you know when it's time to do the re ranking, which will happen, uh pipeline will will have their new rankings coming out and following the dra- uh, the draft, following um the trade deadline and where do some of these guys at the Mets traded for, where Where will they rank? So we'll get into all of that. I'm excited about that because, look, we're going to talk also about the Mets trade deadline strategy. What does it mean for right now, this season? What does it mean, more importantly, for 2024 and beyond? Because a lot of Mets players were questioning ownership and and the front office in trading away a Max Scherzer as if, and I see people out there talking about as if this is somehow the Mets punting seems to be the big word punting on 2024. I don't see how trading David Robertson, who was going to be a free agent. So Mets can go out there and sign him again or somebody else. But He was going to be a free agent. This team, this Mets team is not going to, uh, you know, they weren't going to do much this year. So trading David Robertson is not punting on 2024. You want him badly enough? Go sign him again. Or somebody like that. To front Edwin Diaz in the 2024 bullpen. And, and explain to me how trading Max Scherzer, 39-year-old Max Scherzer, explain to me how that's punting on 2024. Max Scherzer, who is pitching to a 4.01 ERA so far this season. He had a good year last year. I'm not denying that. Unfortunately, Max Scherzer, like Chris Bassett, like Jacob deGrom, all came up small in the most important series of the year last year in the regular season, which was against the Braves at the end of the year. They all came up small. And then against the Padres. DeGrom pitched okay. Scherzer and Bassett did not. Scherzer was bad against the Braves. He was bad against the Padres. He got outpitched in both games. And if you go back two years ago, Scherzer was fantastic with the Dodgers after he got traded from the Nationals and then ended up with dead arm in October. When it was time for the playoffs, he had dead arm. And I don't blame him. He's an older pitcher at this point. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I get it. All of that. Max Scherzer has had a brilliant career. But if you've been watching him pitch this season, or if you've watched him in October, come postseason time, the last couple of years, tell me... How exactly it is that you think not having that, that guy on the roster next year, how is that punting on the 2024 season for the New York Mets? Because I don't see that. Instead, I see an owner who is still using his financial might to spend over $35 million in a trade with the Rangers, with Max Scherzer. So the Mets get back a top 50 in all of baseball prospect in the trade. Ronald Acuna's younger brother, Luis Angel Acuna, and we'll see what he turns out to be. But, Max Scherzer next year, I don't see a guy who, a guy who, I see a guy who gives up a lot of home runs. I see a guy who's 39 years old and pitching to an ERA of four. And you know what? Good luck to the Texas Rangers. Max and his intensity, maybe he'll ratchet up in, in the middle of a, a pennant race with the Rangers and with Bruce Bochy as the manager and, you know, with their pitching coach and all these guys that he likes. Maybe Max will will find something. It'll bring out the best in him and he'll, I don't know, somehow be healthy and effective come October for the Texas Rangers. And, and September as well. Maybe well. will. But it wasn't going to matter this year for the New York Mets. Mets weren't winning the World Series this year. This team, as constructed, this pitching staff, as constructed, wasn't getting it done. And the Mets, it's clear... Especially the pitching staff. The pitching staff has to get, and the starting rotation has to get younger. And the bullpen, they need guys with better stuff. You you watch this Orioles team. And guy after guy at the back of that bullpen, uh, you know, the the seventh inning, the eighth inning, the ninth inning, whatever it is. Like these guys come out of this bullpen and everybody throws a hundred, you know, 98 miles an hour, a hundred miles an hour. The Mets have to find more guys with elite stuff. Then you have to coach well enough to harness that stuff. But they don't have guys like that. So, you have to hope and believe and trust in Steve Cohen, the owner, that while they're building and while they have the strategy of building a minor league system, a farm system, that he can walk and chew gum at the same time, that they still will invest in free agency. That doesn't mean... You know, I'm sure they'll make an offer for Otani. Will they make an offer that's $100 million more than everybody else and, and keep Otani away from a team like the Dodgers? Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe that's not what this means. But if the 25-year-old Japanese phenom pitcher Yamamoto is posted and available in free agency, as we believe will happen... Will the Mets be big players for a pitcher like that and get younger? Somebody who can project to be a top of the order, top of the uh, top of the rotation guy. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. They're going to need to fill fill up the pitching staff, and we'll see what the next few days hold. If a team like the Dodgers wants to make the Mets an offer with a ton of young pitching that the Mets can't refuse for Justin Verlander, then fine. But short of something like that, hang on to Verlander, and next year have a rotation fronted by Verlander, add a guy like a Yamamoto, then you've got a Senga, then you've got a Quintana. You can add someone else if you want. You can hope one of the younger um, guys and prospects start moving along in the minor leagues and coming up. And or you got to do something to fix a David Peterson or a Tyler McGill or a Joey Lucchese and have one of those guys be your number five starter. You can win with a rotation like that. That's not, that's not giving up on the season. That's not punting. That's being competitive And between now and the end of the year, they should be, should be, play the kids. Yankee fans, when we come back, want to take your calls, and you can also join me on social, at LRubinson on Twitter, Lori Rubinson on threads. But the other thing with this Yankee series against the Orioles, I mean, every time they play them, it's just so apparent how young and athletic and exciting and hungry the Orioles are. And when you watch Rizzo and LeMayhew and Stanton, Donaldson's not playing anymore. But the Yankees look old and slow in comparison. And they're going to have to find a way, uh, find a way to get younger and more athletic. Somewhere between now and the beginning of next season. And it's not going to be easy. Not with the contracts they have. Eight seven seven We're talking baseball Also. A lot going on. Not sure if you saw the remarks from Aaron Rodgers today. It's more of the ongoing saga with Broncos head coach Sean Payton who ripped the Jets, the Jets offseason, and the Jets offensive coordinator. And Aaron Rodgers responded today. Um, So we'll get into that. And uh, plenty, plenty to do. By the way, we'll have a Jets guest coming up later in the program. Andy Vasquez from uh, the Ledger, NJ.com will join me. We'll talk about the Jets. Um, Dalvin Cook, he stopped by Jets camp today. Will Dalvin Cook be a New York Jet? Will they sign the free agent running back? Or will he end up with the Miami Dolphins? So lots to talk about. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?